Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of The Hard Shop Life. You got the G-Man here, and today we are listening to the second part in our two-part interview series with the legendary fixed operations director, Mr. David Patterson. Of course, worked with the Hendrick Automotive Group for many, many years, and uh, he was just a pleasure to meet and a pleasure to talk with, and we got so much great information, and I hope you guys are are getting out of it what we did, because uh, we just got a ton, and uh, to get a pen and a piece of paper, take a lot of notes, because I promise you there's a lot more good stuff to come. If you didn't get a chance to listen to part one, please stop right now, go back, listen to part one, and then come back to this, because it's going to help support the information you're going to hear on this part two. So again, thanks for tuning in to The Hard Shop Life. Please share with your friends. And if you need any help or have any questions, you can always reach out to Coach Jay or myself, info at jdicoaching.com. Again, that's info at jdicoaching.com. And for right now, just sit back, relax, enjoy this episode of The Hard Shop Life. One thing I do that, you know, our audience has asked, uh, you know, this is a big deal. It's funny. G-Man, I've reached out to some people who are our clients and they're like, oh, you know, like, oh, you're going to talk to David. Like, here, ask him this question. One yeah. question that I've gotten from a fixed ops director, David, at a, at a Honda store uh, that we're helping. He's one of our one of your biggest fans, one of our biggest fans. He's been loyal to us, Dougie. He asked, uh, you know, in, in our... He says, we find the time and manage is one of the biggest stressors and leaders in our industry. How did you make more effective use of your time and how did you master your time management? One word, delegate. <laughs> <laughs> Let me wow. tell you something. I mean, I can remember my big boss telling me one day, we had a great year that month. Uh, that's a joke, by the way. We had a tremendous month. Um <laughs> And he called up and he said to me, and I forget this, he said, you got, th you got that thing on cruise control, don't you? I said, well, kind of sort of boss, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I bring, I say delegate. And that is by, you know, management by task is giving as many people tasks that they can be successful at yeah. and enjoy. Now that could be the shop foreman, it could be a lead technician, it could be a express service technician, um, but breaking down tasks with accountability and responsibility, mm -hmm. tool rooms one, you know, alignment rack is another, equipment, break it down. Um, you know, I always, you know, like to have a, I mean, if, if it's not a lane, if there's no lane manager, there could be, again, it could be the high performer, give him the responsibility or her the responsibility of maybe helping another individual. Um, technicians, giving them the, uh, the responsibility and asking them if they would be responsible for an apprentice. Um, but breaking it down into, you know, delegation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's only there's only so, only so many hours in the day. Now, having said that, there's nothing beats hard work. Now, I know, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm been in the business 57 years, so that's 5.7, you know, decades. <laughs> and there's all the names for all the types of people through these decades. I know them all. And, and the next one coming up, I don't know what the next decade is going to be, but they're going to be more difficult to work with than, than the last ones were. Sure. I don't buy any of that. Yeah, people are people. They have it was, hearts. It's Gen Xers, Gen Y, I don't Gen care Z. About it's that like, stuff. I mean, yeah. it's, I, I get it, and I totally get it. I mean, and, and there's a technology they get akin to, and there's lifestyles that they get akin to. But at the end of the day, they're people. They have hearts. They have desires. If the you know the, if if there's a way that we can connect with these individuals and give them you know the big picture of what the team is trying to achieve, that's the mission. Let them know what we uh, collectively, what happens when we get to the end, end of the 
road. Mm-hmm. What's in it for them? Well, money. Uh, money is a big deal. It's a big influencer. It is for a lot of people because you know that's you know money. Money is not the the end all, but it gives us choices. Mm-hmm. You know, and how we and we all we all we all exercise our choices differently. But if we can include them in the mission and the big picture, there has to be something in it for them. So I believe in breaking that down into small groups. What's the reward? And, and that, that reward does it come monthly, quarterly, or annually? Hmm. Um, Annually is great because it tends to tie loyalty into the mm-hmm. retention, employee retention into the into the mission. Um, quarterly is good because it puts some money in somebody's pocket. And um, but keeping a score, it can only be done by keeping a score. So you have to have the data. You have to share the data. You know what we're shooting for. Why is that goal legitimate? Yeah. Don't just throw a goal out and say, "Listen, we'll do you know twice as much." That right. doesn't make sense to me. You said you talked about being a half, you know, sell a half an hour more. Maybe that's that's what we need to do. But understanding that everybody understands that this is achievable, yeah, it's achievable, and they believe in the mission. Yeah, then we start measuring the results. Yes. So delegation, you know, you can't do this by yourself. I haven't met anybody who's got a forty foot set of shoulders. I don't know that guy or that yeah. lady, but I know that collectively, if you put a lot of people together, you can stretch out forty feet. So you can you can lift a ton with a lot of people helping you to lift that weight. So getting everybody getting everybody involved in the game, getting everybody focused on the mission and and tracking it. Today was today is so easy with the technology. Big TV in the shop, put yeah. the mission on the screen. You don't have to verbalize it; just put it up there. They're smart; they'll see it. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be sending out emails. You don't just put it on, put the data up there. So let them see how we're tracking against the mission. And One again. Of- Keeping track with you know what's in it for them. One of the uh, one of the things that a lot of the managers that we work with right now struggle with in terms of that delegation is they're um, they get frustrated if it's not done the way they would do it. You know, so it's like I'm going to delegate that off, and then ooh, I would do that differently, and then they just kind of like you know get out of the way, kid. I'll take care I'll of that. I'll just take it myself. Yeah, we and, do and I think you know to be honest with you, Doug's Doug's probably a big culprit. Like, <laughs> he is, and, and I would call him out because he's he's a good friend of ours. So. Um, so how do you, did you ever have struggles with that? Like all the time, said, all the time. Yeah. You know, somebody's new idea can be, you know, a good one or a bad one. Yeah. If it's something that I've tried and, you know, I put a lot of effort into it and I know it doesn't work, I got to sit down with that individual and explain to them. Not, I would never say this is a bad idea and say, let me give you some history on this. Back in the day, we did this and this is what happened. There was an unexpected consequence that we didn't think of. Oh, that makes sense. Or it could be an idea that, you know, they, they have a way of doing things, which mm-hmm. I've never thought of. And I'm going like, hell, it works for me. I mean, not being having an open mind and even to know that if that idea might take time to germinate and to materialize, have the patience to, to run with it. Mm-hmm. But keep, keep a partnership with a person who's got the idea if it's not your own. Um, so I, I, again, that's all communication. That's all about, you know, you know, working with a level of trust and understanding. Um, but not all, but, you know, it's, I mean, I've learned some of the best ideas I've ever had are not mine, they're somebody else's. And I know you'd say the same thing. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So we have to keep an open mind and, uh, and, and listen to what they're 
suggestions are. Yeah. They, that, be, they being everybody. When it was what Fran said yesterday, Fran Tarkenton, when we were talking to him, he says, I never, I've never had an original idea in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just take everybody else's. That's right. And adapt it. Right? <laughs> well, Why <anything>? bother? <laughs> I, I, I mentioned this earlier was back in the day, I used to spend hours. People wonder what I'm doing all day. I've been in my office on the internet trying to find out who's got this special, who's doing this, who's doing that. <laughs> That's right. Trying to find this new idea that can accelerate the process and make us more money. Then I figured it out. It was only about four or five years ago. Facebook, Instagram. I put, I was joining everybody's Facebook page to find out, you know, what they were doing. They would send me their stuff instead of me having to go look for it. Yeah. Well, how yeah. cool is that? I mean, you know, I, that, so I delegated to the other dealerships to give me their ideas. Okay. I want everybody to stop right now. If you're listening to this and you're in your car, pull over. <laughs> get a pen and a piece of paper and I want you to take note of what he just said because we talked about this before we started recording I thought it was the most brilliant thing is what you should be doing is is join everybody's Facebook page follow them all uh, everybody in your market or even outside your market I had thousands yeah not my market I was all, all over the country everywhere all over the country join their mailing list like get on their mailing list like start a, a, a Gmail account and just dump everything in there if you need to but I'm telling you right now I I I have done that where I'm scouring and trying to get an idea of what people are doing. That that tactic I've never I just I just never dawned this guy's on me. A genius, man. But that's brilliant. That Bro, is brilliant. Listen. If you're not doing that right now, like write it down <laughs> and go back to your office and start doing it immediately because that is the most genius thing I've ever yeah. heard. This Gee, guy man. would you'd come up with some crazy that's stuff. That's a nugget. That's a nugget. <laughs> that's, a, that's yeah, that's strong man right? i'm telling you yeah i would do that yesterday strong. like i would make that happen so uh, i want to go back because it was because of that idea you had a long time ago and, and we had this uh you know you were just always innovating different things to get people through the door david and one of the things you did at one time is we had this like nine dollar oil change right now mind you back then like you know our pay plan was you know commission or whatever and i remember we were all upset and like oh people are coming in and we're not going to make a dollar and this is horrible and whatever and i'll just remember david talking to all the advisors right and us on the service drive he goes listen listen there's an opportunity for you to go make a friend go make a friend because if you make friends people like doing business with their friends and they're going to come back and they're going to fix this they're going to do their services with us they're going to go make a friend i am giving you we have the opportunity to go make friends in this community so that's why this is, and we'd be like, yeah, let's go make some friends. And next thing you know, bro, it just, they'd come in, then they would come back yeah. and then they would come back and then they would come back, you know? And it was like, how did this person get a second 995 coupon? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, going back to the farm days, if you don't plant, you don't reap. Yeah. Simple, right? And a hundred percent of nothing will always be nothing. Yes. So you have to do something to till the soil and put, put some seeds in there. So that takes, you know, it takes time to germinate these ideas sometimes. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that, you know, it's all about, you know, you know, customer attention and building the database. And these are, you know, there's a, you know, there's a service manager or a parts manager. They have two roles. They have the leadership role and they have the management role. The management role is the business side of the business, is the, the, the business, growing the business, uh, creating some processes. The leadership is the people. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't understand the difference between these two. 
And sometimes I didn't too. Sometimes I got them all mixed up. But you really have to, I think, in my opinion, is you have to step back once in a while and look at what you're doing mm-hmm. and say, oh, is that, am I doing a, um, am I creating a management process or is that I should have spent more time with that person, educating them and, 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 and involving them in, again, the mission. Yeah. So, but you have to be creative. And I remember one time, um, you know, I had, my job was to create the traffic. It's really important. That's a management function. It's not the service manager's job to do that. Their job is to retain the customer, I think. So, again, you know, there was a time back, and I forget what the year it was, that, you know, the service lane was slow and it was quiet. And I'm thinking, what the heck am I, how many bushes can I shake? There's nothing coming off them anymore. And I have to build, every month, I have to build by 2%. That was my goal. That was mm-hmm. my goal, not their goal. My goal was, and I thought, I just need, I need, Cars. I need done. I need vehicles that come through the day. And we talked about. We did other makes and models. Everybody does that nowadays. Some better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but Honda back in these days, they made lawnmowers. So we had a lawnmower special. I think. Gee, what was it? We um, spark plug. <laughs> For, air sp- yeah, spark plugs and air filter and like a lube or whatever. You know, just tune up. Tune up. Sharpen the blade. Yeah. We sh- oh yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was, it was, it was ninety nine ninety five. <laughs> Dude. Well, you know, with brand loyalty, a lot of Honda owners, car owners, vehicle owners have Honda motorcycles and Honda lawnmowers. They're very, they're very loyal to the brand. The point of that exercise was was to create more VINs. You know, they've got, you know, these Honda lawnmower people may have not, they might have a other maker model. Ah. Um, but whatever, the most important for me thing, the most important thing for me at that point was I needed to create some traffic in the drive for my service advisors to keep their morale up. Yeah, to keep because because when it's a slow day, it's a bad day. Yeah, I mean everything goes everything goes to you know. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a it was just to get some enthusiasm going, get some chit chat, some just to get some excitement. Um, didn't keep that up forever. Yeah, you know it was a shot in the arm thing, but the um, but it worked. It but worked. that's an example of just you know sometimes you have to step outside of what you've always been doing. Yeah, and think of what else can we do. That's pretty far outside the box. Oh, dude, I'm telling you. So how, so, how many lawnmowers did we service? Uh, we we had a good amount. Yeah. We had a good amount. But here's here's the funny part. I think the numbers you had was something like 180. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. We had a lot. Yeah. We had a lot. And and here's 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 the crazy part. Here's the crazy part, which I thought was absolutely genius is. We got the VINs, we put the VINs in the system, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, this you know, David's like, okay, I just sent out this special to all those VINs. And they would come back with their trucks, their SUVs, yeah, whatever it was, you know, all other makes and So it was very strategic. He sent this out, we get these other makes and models, put up the posters, we service other makes and models, right? Yeah. Right? And then send out the 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 the, the thing, you know, I want not only their Honda, I want the other vehicle, Plus, I want these people who have Honda, you know, push mowers to come in here too. And we would then have Chevys, you know, Ram trucks, all these people bringing in their cars because they got a coupon, right, for a $15.95 oil change, a $9.95 oil change, a $20 oil change. And they would come in for that. And I was like, holy cow. And I remember, I remember, David, some of the technicians were like, what the heck is going on over here? <laughs> Dude. And I told you, when I knew it was absolute genius is, is our general manager walking over with a big smile. He didn't smile often. He didn't smile often. <laughs> and he came in to David's. He goes, you'll never believe the conversation I just had with, I forgot what his name was, next door. Because yeah. right next door was our Chevrolet store. Well, for the, for the automotive group. Right. And that general manager called our general manager going, hey, 
what are you doing with those Chevy trucks over there on your parking lot? Why are they there? <laughs> those are mine. <laughs> well, they had to carry the lawnmower and something. So, you know, so we snagged the bin off the, off the vehicle that brought the lawnmower. That's simple. But, you know, yeah, stuff like that. And, and, and there's no end to creativity. And I say that a lot today, the young people... Give them, give them the opportunity. Tell them what the, what the mission is. And they'll come up with some great stuff. Yeah, you know, not you know. There's, there's everybody sees the planet from a different angle. Sure, um, but again, giving them the freedom to participate in thinking yeah. is critically important. Yeah, man, that's funny. <laughs> they got to bring the lawnmower and something. <laughs> The ridge line didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it was time. No. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I love it. That's it, awesome. I mean, the expectations, you know, and and these are. It's so funny, David, because if and I'm sure because you know you're you're a little removed from it now, but but you experience it. There's a lot of stores out there that are implementing things that honestly, I think, David, you developed. I mean, I just remember the development of all these crazy ideas, right? Like how, how the way we stage cars, where we stage cars, backing them up, having them prepared, you know, having customers car wash, wash their own cars. Let me tell you this crazy, crazy. I thought it was absolutely crazy because I knew it was an expense. But David told us, so our car wash, G-Man, was on the other side of the store. And you had to put in a code, right? And you know, it was a rule like, oh, well, customers come in for service and they can get a car wash after their oil changed and they would get the code for the day and they would go. And I remember I being one of the one of the lane managers, right? I remember get calls from the BDC going, hey, Jerry, I have a customer who, who's going to be driving by, wants the car wash code. No, 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 no. They have to do service to get the car wash code. And then David finds out and goes, why? Give it to them. What are you talking about? They're coming back in. Tell them we'll give them a free inspection. We'll do an MPI. We'll do. We'll check their tire pressures. And I was like, no, 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 no. You I, know, you know how many people in this world enjoy washing their car? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Not very many. So in hot weather, cold weather, it's no fun. Now, the, the the thing with that is that to establish that we are the place that takes care of their transportation. Yep. That's what we do. We take care of the transportation and we take care of them as well. Yeah. So that's the message. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But the, the, the reason why the car wash was put over there was I wanted, you know, when we designed that franchise, that dealership, we, I believed anyway at the time was that if they could view our new car inventory and our used car inventory, that might give them some encouragement to buy a new car. Mm. On their way out. Oh, on their way out. Smart. On their way out. And they washed their own cars. But the kicker to the whole thing, the, the, the philosophy behind them washing their own cars was that we were judged on the time it took to, for the oil change. Okay. Right? Yeah. So we're judged on that time. So as soon as that customer was cashed out, they were given the opportunity of, would you like to take advantage of a free car wash? The clock had stopped at that point already. Right. <laughs> and then if on a Saturday when we're doing 300 plus cars a day, I mean, the line could be six cars deep their choice to be in that line. Not That's mine. right. Mm. So the philosophy was there was I wouldn't, you know, I helped CSI tremendously because we didn't get the, um, we didn't wash my car statement. Mm -hmm. um, it was on them and they can come back anytime for that car wash. Anytime. Dude, I'm telling you. Another thing too that he did is, that. is, is we built the, you know, I'm sure we talked about the OEM already, but the OEM had this structure of how this is how we want the building to be. You got to have an express center and this was on the side. And so I remember David just, talk to the GM, talk to the owner of the establishment and says, this isn't working. Customers would come in and they'd see the line and we'd leave and we're like, we're losing business. We can't afford that. So we're going to do something a little different. And so he literally, he moved the, all the lifts in the express center around and said, everything goes through 
the service drive. We're writing up everything. Everything's going to be done this way. It's going to help CSI. It's going to help customer satisfaction. It's going to do everything. And everything went through the service drive. And went, and we did a U-turn to go into Express so that the customer was seen leaving the establishment mm. instead of driving in and driving away because they saw a line. Because they see the line, yeah. The line was our killer. Well, I've never met that person that wants to be the last one in line. No. Everybody wants to be the first one in line. And I, again, that was one of the philosophies that you worked with, GR, <laughs> was that I wanted to be treated, I want to treat the customers where I want to be treated. And that yeah. was when I drive in, I want to be the first one there and attended to quickly. So when I, if I saw, if I drove into, if I go into a restaurant and I see I have to wait outside for 20 minutes, I'm not the happiest guy. Um, don't like to wait for anything, but the, um, if I <laughs> don't see any, there's, it's, it's an illusion. If there's nothing in front of me and I'm attended to immediately, you know, I might, I'm pretty, I'm, pretty up for try sell me something i'll probably buy it yeah because i know you can probably do it mm -hmm. so getting that illusion working and that's what that was was to take we were working like hell in the background to get these cars through the shop and get them all done but the customers never saw the scramble yeah so, 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 he, it's so like, yeah I, I was in a restaurant recently <laughs> and uh uh my son and i we went snowboarding we stopped to get something to eat we walk in the front door and the lady comes right up to us and greets us. And hey, welcome. You know, um, uh, you know. I said, no, too. There was no, you know, the tables were full, but nobody was there. She's like, yeah, it's going to be 15 minutes or so. You know, and I thought, okay, they're just waiting for some people to get up. We'll wait. And then she says, okay, you know, you can go back over here and, and wait behind the bar over here. So you go kind of through the restaurant, past the bar. And like behind the bar, there was a bunch of benches. And there was like. 50 people back there <laughs> but you didn't so didn't see you didn't see any yeah, of that yeah. and uh and it was funny and you get greeted immediately i didn't see the line if i saw the line we were out of there Absolutely. we wouldn't have stopped Absolutely. and the truth is it was 10 15 minutes tops and we were sitting down eating which is a reasonable time to wait but just seeing the line i wouldn't have wanted to even right. chance it right I, I just think that's a genius strategy yeah. it's it's yeah. brilliant yeah because i you see a line you're you're you know, your tension gets high, your shoulders go up, you know? It, big areas more than that because what they see is on a four lane, in a, in a large, if there's more than one lane, then the customers say, well, I was here before that person. Yes. And why are they, you know, it's because I'm, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, that would create a lot of tension yeah. um, because they felt they were missing their spot. And, you know, when you have a, when somebody's upset prior to the transaction, yeah, it's not going to be too successful. It's just not. Yeah. So the thing is, is to have that happy, happy uh, entrance and have that happy write up and have everybody, you know, glad to be there. Yep. And then uh, perform. Yeah. Well, you know, I know we've taken a lot of, of your time, David, and it's been just a, such an honor to talk to you. So I, I have a couple of well, couple of small questions that I've had from our audience that have asked. Uh, you know, and, and one of the things that that I wanted to, to hit on was how do you and this is from one question that we got from our, one of our managers, how did you develop a productive relationship with your managers and employees? measure you know measure results and find out where the weaknesses were i mean as simple as that i mean if they're if they're challenged if they're not if they're struggling to meet the goals team up with them simple as that mm. that's awesome yeah get involved you yeah, know get, one of one involved. of the other questions that they had was what's your favorite leadership book and why Ooh. this might take a minute because you know i'm a huge believer in that you know uh, i there's pivot points in everybody's career one of the pivot points in my career was when i started to learn again yeah. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example. Most folks go through college and they spend a lot of time, years learning. They get a job, they stop learning. Right. They do the compulsive, you know, compulsory stuff that, you know, the stuff that the manufacturer says you have to do or somebody says you have to do, but they stop learning. Yeah. So, but there was a pivot point in my life where I, I started to read again um, and really enjoy it. I mean, stuff, I read stuff and, you know, 
you know, we all have different um, tastes, but you know, I, the stuff that I really, really enjoyed was, you know, from a, from a because it was funny and a, it, there was a story behind it, and it's old but it's still relevant, and that is Zig Ziglar. Mm-hmm. Everything's Zig Ziglar. Boom, number one. He's, <laughs> awesome. He's a great guy. The Poston <laughs> Pan guy. I mean, he's great. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not rare. I mean, that's, I don't know how old that stuff is now, but I, I listened to some of the stuff just recently, and it's still quite funny. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's some some really strong messages in there. Zig's fantastic. I love Zig. Another pivot point was I was working in a place that um, contracted with the Pacific Institute, and it was run by a gentleman. He's dead now, but he's uh, his name is Lou Tice. And uh, Lou Tice developed a huge, huge organization, and I became a facilitator in the dealership for that Pacific Institute. I learned so much, wow. so much through the Pacific Institute. Now, Lou was a guy, he'd, it was a worldwide company. Um, he, some of, he did a lot of sports teams, uh, football teams, coached the uh, U.S. Army, um, big time. But... It was, you know, if you've got a chance to, you know, it's on the internet. If you look at the uh, look at his list of books, everyone is a winner. Every single book is phenomenal. The Lutice Lu- Library. Lutice, okay. Yeah, that's that the up. new one for me. Yeah, I like that one. Phenomenal. Unfortunately, he's dead, but the, the company still goes on. The uh-huh. um, the business was run by his wife Diane, and I knew like, knew Lou personally and his wife Diane. Then gave the company to the employees. Wow, and oh. uh, it's awesome. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yep. Um, from a sales perspective, for service advisors, Ogmandino. Ogmandino, off the chart, some of the best stuff ever. And the number one book that really influenced me was the, I think it was called The, the World's Greatest Salesman. Hmm. Um, phenomenal book. I mean, small, it's, it's like the, the One Minute Manager, a little yeah. small booklet. Yeah. Big killer book, great book. And I, you know, I would, I would get, I would buy these books. I would, I would, I would stay up the whole night and read them from cover to cover. Once I got, because they were so, for me, they were so exciting. I, all the, all the knowledge, the wisdom, I didn't know. Yeah, I was learning so fast and loved it. It's like a hack. We always say that it's like a hack. You you get all this knowledge. You get to steal this guy. You know all their oh. knowledge. It's like yeah, it's great. that's what I love about reading. Yeah, no, that oh. was great. So um, and you know. There was one that's really, you know, there's two other ones, you know, anything Dale Carnegie, awesome. Yep. Loved Dale Carnegie. Yeah, loved all that stuff. That's one of my favorites. And, and then the thing with Dale Carnegie is if you read it once, read it again. Because mm-hmm. you don't get it all the first time. That's yeah. just an old an old thing. There's one one that really, really influenced me from early on in my career. That was uh, The Power of Positive Thinking. Yes. Norman mm-hmm. Vincent Peale. Yeah. Um, phenomenal. Um, and then lately, over the last maybe seven or eight years, is uh, John Maxwell. Oh, yeah, yeah. John um, good. The number one book for, well, there's two books. One is the five leadership ch- uh, stages, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, but the most important one is, I think, the one that is in in. It's there's a, a daily reader book that, that you it's just for the, every day of the year. There's a message, and you know, for a, a management meeting or for a service meeting, there's 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 nuggets in there. Stuff that most of us already know, but we forget about. But there's so much wisdom in these 365 days of daily readers. John yeah. Maxwell, phenomenal. Oh, and the last book of all would be uh, Proverbs. Oh, that's nice. the book of life. Yeah, you know that is you know Proverbs is phenomenal. Um, I'm very lucky. My wife is is very strong. She's got stronger faith than I have. I have a strong faith too. But you know, there's so much wisdom in the, in these uh, these Proverbs. That when you translate them into your life yeah. and your business and your family, uh, they can really, really super focus you and bring you down to where you need to be sometimes right. to be to get the message. 
but that's just a few. And I, you know, I can tell you one other thing. One technique that I've done um, quite a bit of is that if I read a book and I like it, I want to give it away fast. Yeah. Give it to somebody else and let them have that same knowledge. Um, don't keep them in a, you know, I've got a whole bunch of them in my library here, but I tend to want to give them away really quickly. There's many books that I've gone to, I've gone down to when there was bookstores and business, when they were still in business, I'd go buy a half a dozen and give them away. Yep. Um, if I felt really strongly about it, but you know, knowledge comes from, from wisdom and these bookshelves and these libraries, Amazon nowadays are full of wisdom. Should yeah. you choose to go down that road? So I want to I want to share with with our audience because this is going to resonate with some of you because you know when I've coached you what I've given you, and I want to go back to this first time uh, I I get promoted to the assistant service manager at the store, and um, and David pulls me into his office and he hands me a book and he goes you should read you need to read this book, <laughs> and the book was first break all the rules, right? Dave Anderson? No, uh, but I have it. Uh, first break all the rules. The title is, is familiar. I just don't. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, that yeah. was Dave Anderson, though. No, 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 no. Uh, hold on, I have it. I have it right here, and I, I, because I, I still have it in audio, man. But, uh, but anyway, he he made me. He he told me to re- write, read this book. So I read this book, right? Or I start reading it, and then he goes. He comes and gets me a couple weeks later. How's the book going? <laughs> I said, It's going good. Oh, really? Where's the book? I said. I have it. Uh, I have it in the car. Go grab it. <laughs> <laughs> so I go. I go grab the book, and uh, he goes. He opens it up, and he looks and he goes, "Okay, well, where'd you read to?" I said. Uh, I said, "Oh, I read to to this. I I think I'm one and a half chapters in." Okay, great. And I'm like, he grabs it. He has it. He grabs the pages, G man, and he rips them off the book. He goes, "You're doing good. Keep going. I want to rip these off more." <laughs> Don't worry, I'll give you a new one once you're done. And that's how he asked me. That's how he kind of made me read this book. That's funny. Because he would ask me, oh, I'm ready to reap some pages out. I'm ready to, and so he goes. So there's another another twist to that story. So (laughs) back in the day, you know, I had a lot of people help me in my career and I'm very grateful for them. There's so many of them. But I had a gentleman say to me one time, you need to read this book. And it was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling with my relationship with the sales managers, big store, big, big, big BMW store in South Florida, big store. Had relationship issues. I mean, they were just selling tons of cars and I was doing tons of service and we were not synchronized. And he wanted us to be synchronized. So I got this book and same thing. You know, I, I put it behind there and I went like, yeah, I'll read that one of these days. So and he comes in one day and said, how's the book going? And I said, I haven't read it. He said, give me the book. So uh, he, I gave him the book and he took the same thing. He took two pages out and he folded them up into a square. He said, put that in your back pocket. And I'm going, what the heck is he saying? <laughs> so he put it in your back pocket. And it's when you take out, when you go to the restroom, just read two pages and do the same thing tomorrow. And I'm going like, well, this must be really important for me to read this book if he's telling me that. So I, I, know I, I didn't rip the I read the book fairly quickly. And uh, when I finished the book, I ripped out all the pages and left it on his desk. This is this is the, the vice president of this large company. And he came back and he sat down and he just laughed his ass off. Because <laughs> he, he knew that I got it. And he could have tested me in any question. He was that kind of guy. And yeah. in, 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 in any chapter in that book, I, I really believed in it. Yeah. And I became a Dale Carnegie believer. I, and also over the years, many, many of the people that worked with me, um, I gave them a deal. If you go to Dale Carnegie, we'll pay for it, but you have to upfront it. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Bro, 
I was one Make of the, the few investment. that did that. I'm yeah. telling you. He goes, you can go, but once you're completed, bring me the certificate and I'll reimburse you. And I went, it changed. I, it was, dude, I learned. So life, yeah, that, that type of stuff so is life changing. But um, I, again, using you're using some tools that are maybe outside the box that maybe others wouldn't do. And I can't tell you the number of people I've seen their lives just completely change once you realize there's more to more to life than what they believe in. Yeah. And uh, once they believe in other people, which that book really that that course really that thirteen week course is a huge right. deal. It creates their self confidence, their ability to speak in front of people, and so many other things. Yeah. But it's all about the people. It's all about taking care of the people and giving them tools to become successful. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Man, I don't know if I have anything. I mean, I'm just overjoyed with this conversation. <laughs> David, I mean, I'm just, it's an honor as always. Uh, I really do appreciate you having a moment because I've been talking about you for all my career. All our clients know who, you oh, know, yeah. I, I, I do call you Mr. D. So people, you know, <laughs> if you listen to the stuff, you know, uh, Mr. D told me this and Mr. D told me that. And, you know, and 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 you are Mr. D. You are Mr. David. God, he, he and Mike would just like... Uh, <laughs> I had to leave the room. Like day pass, day pass, day pass. Like, I don't know. I have never met this. Guy. Yeah, but it's, but the funny. But the thing was, is is we would tell stories of all the things that you made us accountable. That's yeah. that was one of our questions. Yeah. How did you make? How, how did you focus on the accountability portion of your leadership to just this? This is what we're doing. This is the mission. Training well, plus accountability equals success. I, I I'll tell you Training this. Training plus accountability I, equals I, success. Yeah. Another T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so one, one other thing, and we missed this whole thing, and I, I don't want to close without saying this was, there's also, the car business is not life and death. It's a fun business. Yeah. And you got to have some fun along the way. And I can remember some of the fun things doing with you. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Fun, the racetrack stuff in yeah, particular. Yeah, we would go there. Having some fun at the racetrack and doing some stuff. Out of the, you know, team building stuff, you know, yeah. that, um, that made an influence and that made some bonding. Um, difficult to do um, but nowadays it's so simple to do really when there's all these go-kart tracks and bowling things you can do so much so much there's so many people do that way much better than I ever did it Yeah, but there's, you can't do enough of it to bond with your people you know, and have fun and one, I agree with that 100% another thing I got to give you a lot of props for David is you did show me how to master the management of the individual as being a part of the team, making the individual feel purposeful. You, I talked to Mike, right? Yeah. The, the, the conversations that you heard of Mike talking about David, right? Were similar but different because they were related or they were manufactured, they were formulated for Mike. Yeah. To make Mike succeed. The stories I tell you about what I did was to make me succeed. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like there was this way and, and to this day, you two, you two, I have to give you both props. You knew how to take me and go, how about this? Do this. <laughs> I'll never forget. There was this competition, G-Man, to get, uh, you know, the owner was going to fly us in, his, in one of his jets to the Daytona 500. Oh, yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah. Right? And so David just goes, ah, you know, this this thing, you know, if you're interested. And he showed me the little thing. And I go, I don't know. And he goes, ah, you know, if you think you could do it, I would do it. Would you want to go to this? I said, yeah. He goes, well, then go do it. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I can go. He's like, why not? Try it. Dude, all he had to do at, we just put the little carrot out there. <laughs> and I said, it's on. And I'm like, I'm going. <laughs> There's a great sequel to that story. And that was when GR went to that race at the 2500. Oh, yeah. Was it 600 or 500? It was a 500. 500. The, um, this individual who owned the race team um, was up in a pit box and it was raining. 
He was. And um, GR was there with his bride, and he uh, saw, he knew, he knew, you know, he knew who the winners were, obviously, and had some, spent some time with them. And um, when the rain came, he was fine, even in the covered area. But he got off the pit box, walked down to GR and said, give this umbrella to your bride. This lady, yeah. Dude, he, the owner an, of a racing team wow. comes down the little box, gets an umbrella, and hands it to me to cover her. Wow. I mean, this man was unbelievable. He is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, it opens up another chapter, and that's for another day, and that's about servant, servant leadership. Yeah. And, you know, that's being a servant. Yeah. When he, when he would take the time to take care of you and your guest, that to me was, when I heard that, that was like, that's who I work for, and that's why I want to work for that guy. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Oh, makes you really feel crazy. good. Yeah. It makes yeah, you and feel servant good. leadership is the best leadership, period. Yeah. Just taking care of your people. Well, it has been a pleasure and an honor, and I, I, I'm happy I got a chance to meet you. And uh, and um, you did not disappoint. This stuff is <laughs> so good. <laughs> I mean, honestly, really, it's really good stuff. And I hope that our our audience like takes takes special care to listen to this episode because there's so many really good nuggets in there. Um, it's it's almost like a course, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> so I I really appreciate you sharing this with us and spending this time with us and uh, inviting us into your home. I mean, we're doing my this pleasure. at your house. It's so absolutely my really pleasure. Appreciate it. You guys well, do a great job, by the way, and I'm glad to have you. a fellow Scotsman. Now you need to do your. I hope you do your research and find out where you're from. We could be brothers or cousins or something. <laughs> we, we could Maybe. be related somewhere. I have no idea. I need to. So my uh, my aunt did a uh, um, family tree. She sent it to me, really? and so I need to go through it. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to open it up yet and look at it because okay. it's it's really involved. But I'm I sure. I might. Uh, I'd like to see where we come from. What okay. what section of Scotland we come Good. from? But. And GR, you know, you know, you're my son. So uh, oh, I'm so that. proud of your success. And the two of you together are just building a great business. Yeah, and bring so much value to your clients. And uh, I wish you nothing but ongoing success and have fun doing it. Oh well, thank you. you. And, and and I want you know, I, I uh, open invitation. I'd love to have you back. Uh, I, I think it's it's just the amount of knowledge and experience and success that you've had has really you know you the way you've touched people it's like planting seeds and we're all over the place and it's funny we talked about it yesterday you know uh one of you know john hicks now running a very big successful store uh was was your parts manager it worked for you and he says the same it's like he was such an amazing mentor of teaching us how to build something and to think bigger and to believe that there's no boundaries that can't be tested or, or to achieve the success that you want. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, I remember all the things we're going to go for $500,000 of gross. We're going to go to $600,000 of gross. We're going to do a million. We're going to do one. It's, it was ever going and never changing, but you did it in a manner where we were telling you we wanted to do that. That's right. We told you yeah. like, if we did five, why can't we do six? Well, yeah, we've got to do this. It was just, and, and those are the little nuggets that I take and use to help inspire and, and help our clients, bro, to help anybody in this business to achieve amazing success. Because I think it all starts between the two ears. Yeah. It's mindset. It's your belief in your ability to do something great. And having somebody support you for that is what makes superstars stars. Good stuff, Jerem. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Well, thank you. I think I'll come thank back you. out of retirement and get back to work. There we go. <laughs> no, hey, just kidding. <laughs> no. All right. Thanks, everybody. And that's a, that's a, that's a wrap for this episode. Wrap. Fantastic. And yeah. Like I said, thank I hope, you. hope everybody gets from it what we did because it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good.